Jaja Breaker. Jaja Breaker. Jaw. Jawbreaker. The job, the jaw, jaw, jawbreaker. Takes a bought a big truck. Jaw, jawbreaker. All right, Jason, if I told you once, I've told you a thousand times. Chris? Okay. Nice Ride is got, they're sponsoring us. Yes, they are. And I'm going to fucking tell you all about them. Tell me about this Nice Ride. Right now, one Nice Ride. Since 2013, Nice Ride has set out to promote a lifestyle that emphasizes the three most important aspects of our lives. Family, friends, and most importantly, fun. Nice Ride is proud to be your one-stop shop for trendy, comfortable California lifestyle apparel. They specialize in a wide variety of apparel, including embroidered hats, caps, coolers, tumblers, outers wear, outer wear, and <laughs> men's, women's, and children's clothing. Nice Ride's mission is to keep their customers outfitted with highest quality designs while providing incredible customer service and maintaining affordable prices. Whether you're ready to hit the gym or shred some waves, their apparel is made from durable material that's perfect for any adventure seeker, outdoor enthusiast, gym lover, or those who just love being comfortable. All of Nice Ride's lifestyle apparel is made in the USA, and we offer free USA ground shipping to all of the customers. USA promo code JAW. Use the promo code JAW. You'll save 10%. For Christ's sakes, I just read this off my phone. I can't believe I did it. Nailed it, and well done, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. And While now, we're talking about sponsorships... I'll make this quick and short, I think. Please, please. Founded. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Earth Skateboards. Founded by myself, Mr. Clay Lake, Ashley Tatum. Earth Skateboards was founded with charity in mind. To combine music, arts, and skating, we manufacture products with a sharp focus on giving to foundations and organizations that make a positive impact for the Earth. The bands and individuals we feature and celebrate with our brand are all have the choice of a charity to work with. By supporting Earth, <laughs> I might want to cut that again and do it. Fantastic. I was doing so well. No, you're doing great. This is awesome. Okay, so Earth Skateboards. Let's talk about Earth Skateboards. Uh, founded by myself, Mr. Clay Lake, and Miss Ashley Tatum. Uh, Earth Skateboards was founded with a charity in mind. To combine music, arts, and skating, we manufacture products with a sharp focus on giving to foundations and organizations that make a positive impact for the Earth. The bands and individuals we feature and celebrate with our brand all have their choice of charity to work with. By supporting Earth Skateboards, you are making a difference and contributing to positive change. It is important to us individually to develop awareness and give support to trusted, hardworking charities. I feel like I just made a difference. You just did. Just in that one moment. That one moment's all it takes. FNA Cotton. By listening, Cotton. All right. One little listen through, and here we are. All right, let's get on with the show. Woo! So I was only in Bangkok one night, and my asshole's never been the same. That was it? So uh, let's turn these microphones on and get this, sh this show on the road. Shiggity show. We're back from Mo. All right. It's, uh, let's crack these open. Crack, crack. Ah. There it is. C2O. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Cheers. C2O fucking coconut waters in hand. Getting cocoa nutty. Are you still alcohol-free, Jason DeVore? Not a drip. Not a drip, my friend. And you went on tour. I went on tour, and that kept me even more sober. So I saw so many people not. <laughs> <laughs> it was very inspiring to see, you know, the uh, conversations going downhill quickly. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's my cue. <laughs> it's so you've seen people be drunk, and that inspires you? It does to... inspire you, yeah. It, you know, it reminds you sometimes you're not really missing out because it kind of goes nowhere sometimes with conversations. You kind of go in circles, and then it's on repeat. You know, in my experience, at yes. least, even given myself in conversations, my friends have been like, yeah, you told me that like 10 minutes ago. I'm like, well, then you didn't hear me correctly because I rephrased it, and it now means something completely that you didn't hear and I didn't say. Aaron Hines is with us today, everybody. Hello, Aaron. Yes, it's exciting to be back. I want to say, um, by the way, we did this as a pilot episode Yeah. in one week. It'll be one year. Really? One year already? On your birthday, as a matter of fact. That was episode one. Oh, Jeez. it's my birthday. My birthday is that? coming up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was not... Not drinking that. <laughs> I was not not drinking that for sure. <laughs> that was like right toward the end, and I was like definitely nice and liquored up. Yeah, super you were liquored up. Drinking martinis, right? I was drinking all day, man. It's like straight vodka. I was drinking <laughs> shooters. I was drinking probably stopped at the bar on the way here. I don't even give. Can't a fuck. confirm. Can't confirm. <laughs> I can't even remember. It was fucking awesome. I bet. 
we'll just have to listen to that podcast to get and see. No, I do recall. I remember listening back, and I was like, what the fuck am I saying? Well, that's our I, intro. <laughs> yeah, Our totally. intro is from that. Jaw, like, jawbreaker. I, I remember my voice is completely shot, basically. I'm just like <laughs> drudging through sentences. And I'm not talking down on Pass, though. Pass, it's like my buddy Randy from Pennywise. Again, going back to the Pennywise thing every episode, it seems like. But there's a past Randy, he calls himself, and there's new Randy. You know, and it's online. He does it on his Facebook. It's like past Randy, and like old memories will pop up of past Randy making comments about certain things and certain situations or ideas. All right. In the world, the government, politics, you name it. And then he'll pop back up. And he's like, yep, past Randy was on to something with this guy. <laughs> you know, still still back past Randy on this one. He's like, oh, man, what was past Randy thinking? <laughs> you know, past Randy also drank beers and uh-huh. things of that nature and participated. Uh, new Randy does not either. So it's fun seeing that, demogra- that demographic, that, uh, that dichotomy of the, the two Randys. And this is like the two Jason moments of looking back at that podcast going, Whoa, that Jason was right on in that one, and then he was not so right on that one. Jason was pretty fun, that, that fun. episode. Now not so fun. I know. No, 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 you're fun. <laughs> no, you're, you're fun. I'm just saying. You're still so fun? Like, you okay. showed up, and you were, like, super fun and super ready, yeah. and you were talking super fast. I was, but not clearly, so that made a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I was the gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-gadoo-
Where do I begin here, Chris? <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I've told this story so many times. I'll it's bet. Like it's, it's developed into like the game of telephone with my own self. Give so, me, so give me the Cliff's notes. Yeah, Cliff what's notes. great is now when someone asks, you can send them a link. Oh. You can? Yeah, because you're going to tell the oh, story. Link, yes. Oh, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> this now is I, it. Now, now I have to be extensive and if I'm going to get the uh, whole story out there. The jaw, jaw breaker. Jaw. The jaw. Yeah, so, okay, well, I guess pinpoints and bullet point, long story short, <laughs> to make it as efficient as possible without going on my tangents, which I typically see I'm already doing it. Um, so, long story short, we fly separately, all of us individually, to Europe. Except, well, I'm sorry, Mike and myself fly together because we're out of Phoenix. Okay. We all fly separately, though, so we're all on different planes. Um, we all fly first into, I think it was Chicago. Chicago is our first stop. Transfer planes there, transfer to Heathrow in England. In London, and then London straight to Berlin in Germany. That's our final destination. So, God, this is such a crazy story, and goes it can go forever. But <laughs> so, first things first, we get to Heathrow. Okay, we get there, and my acoustic guitar I took last minute. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do some acoustic shows over there as well. It's always just fun to have in the van to write if inspiration comes or strikes. All right, you know things of that nature. And people just like picking it up in our spare time, you know, and just doodling and noodling. So, anyways, I take that with me, and I'm like, before I leave the house, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to take the good one. I'm going to take the other one. It's still the good one. It's still a nice breed love, but it's the less uh, less in, um, less financially damaging if something were to happen. And so I said that to myself. I'm like, in case something happens. That's how I started my trip, in case something happens. So, if I may, just a cliff note on that. So, just so I'm aware, did you have three breed loves at this point? Because I know you have Betsy. Mm-hmm. And I know you had bought a, another one more recently. So you had three total? I had three total. There you go. This is the Redwood one that I have now misplaced, or I haven't done shit. The airlines <laughs> have <laughs> happily taken advantage of uh, or taken upon themselves to put somewhere else in this world, probably a lake in the middle of nowhere somewhere, floating over the ocean <laughs> or something. But long story short, again with that, I haven't even started the story yet. I'm already going on. <laughs> so Sorry. we get to Heathrow and... I'm like, they lost my bag. My bag didn't come off. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Of course, something happened, you know, that I was worried about. So then we go to check it out, go to the other security point, still nothing, still nothing, go place to place. We have like six hours to kill before our next flight. So I'm like, all right, I got time to find this thing at least. So then we go to the security part, and they're like, well, now you need to go out of customs and go check out this giant baggage area and see if it's down there. We feel like it might be. No one's picking up down there, so you have to go check it out now yourself. So... Go down there. Luckily, after going out of customs, and this is with a fractured ankle, mind you. I started this tour with a fractured ankle, so I get to begin the journey like walking through the airports ominously. And so then we get down there. Luckily, weirdly, pop into the security area. My guitar is right there in the case. I'm like, no way. This is this is awesome. Get it. Have to go back through the security line, which wraps all the way through the Heathrow Airport. And I'm like, worth it. It's fine. Trips. You know, that's all the worst that happens, and we're in good shape. Fast forward, <laughs> fast forward to the, the gate. I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna carry it on. There's a new law that went by that you can carry on guitars and instruments of that nature onto a plane because I've had such problems with that in the past with breakage and all these things. So I argue that to the death, the front gate. I'm like, I just got it back after going through all this bullshit to try and find my acoustic that you guys already lost on the trip over here. Uh, I don't trust it. And we're like, sorry, so you need to check it at the gate, this and that other thing. So I finally succumbed to it because the plane's getting ready to take off. I'm like, just fine. We're, we're only going one more flight. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> so I check the bag. I carry it to the fucking airplane myself. I do their job that I didn't want to do. He's getting fired up. <laughs> take, it to the, take it to the plane myself. Set it down before I walk up the stairs. It's one of those situations. I see the guy grab my guitar, take it to the plane area under the, the engines, in all good faith, I'm like, it made it, great. Get off, stand at the bottom like an asshole while everyone else is getting their bags brought to them from <laughs> out the plane. I'm like, there's a tram you have to take to the, you know, to the airport yeah. itself at this point still. I'm like, so hey, I uh, see something's missing here. I'm like, I'm, I'm missing my guitar. that I, I just gave it to you guys like an hour and a half ago. They're like, oh, no, it's not that one. I'm like, no, that's clearly that person's on their shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my fucking guitar. And so... Then we get to, you know, it's not there. Basically, I'm like, awesome. That's great. Thanks. So I get on the tram. I'm like, waste no time. We got to get to the airport to see if it actually got transferred or checked and uh, taken back because there's like there was no room on the plane for that. And I was like, no room. Okay. Weird. <laughs> get to 
get to the <laughs> thing. Long story short, it's just lost. It's gone. You know, these things and whatever. And also we're in Berlin. Uh, Berlin. Uh, to get to the rest of the story, the bass guitars don't show up in the case. Uh, two bass guitars. None of the electric guitars show up. None of Brandon's guitars show up. Uh, 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 Chris's drums, only his cymbals and his kick drum showed up, but the rest of the stuff has not shown up yet, like his kick, uh, his kick pedal itself and things of this nature, you know. Dude. And Mike's, Mike's luggage and Brandon's luggage don't show up <laughs> at all. Jesus Christ, so, dude. What the fuck did show Like Those things, those items of the drums. Oh, Nally man. got his baggage. Uh, I, I got my baggage as well. Um, did it ever show up? And so here's a long story short. <laughs> In case something goes wrong. Yeah. So we spend the rest few days. We luckily do a show. Uh, no, wait, I, no, we were actually in Berlin for a couple days first before our first show kicked off, which worked in our benefit. At first, we're like, that's just ridiculous. Why? So it worked out. We got a place near the hotel-ish, or near the, uh, the airport, and uh, went back every single day to go back to the same terminals and all this to check on later flights that might have brought our baggage in late. That's what they were telling us. What you got? You got a taco? No, I'm looking for this. Turn this fan off because I, oh. I don't want the microphones to pick it up. Oh, I see. It Sorry. feels so good. I'm afraid it might. I hear. I, I don't know if it's windy outside or what. It is. I hear that out there too. It's out there. Yeah, yeah. No, All right, it's not, so the, it's fan, not yeah. the fan. All right, well we'll stay in the, and bask in comfort. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So we're told that it's going to be coming in on a later plane. It didn't make that flight. Yada yada yada. It's happened to a lot of people. Heathrow, they're telling us, and then we saw that the airport was crazy. You know, head to toe, and. Um, so we go back each day. We talk to the same people. They're still working there. They're getting sick of us because we're like, you know, adamant about it. We're not just calling. We're like showing up face FaceTime. And um, it gets to the point. This, this lady starts helping us out more efficiently the second day. She's like going through all the things of security. Um, so we go to one of the sellers are holding all of the luggage in, which there are, we come to find out, four of these giant actual full terminals full of baggage that people have not gotten that have been displaced just thrown in these little areas uh, and just sitting there. And Ooh, so, a treasure hunt. Oh, a treasure hunt. <laughs> yeah. You so, scared the shit out of me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the f- I didn't <laughs> see that coming from the side. It's just, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So we're going through all this baggage, and there's like, here, go check it out. They're unchaining these fences in this dungy looking like, just like the place that the airport has been just forgotten. You know, kind of environment. No lights, barely like the weird ominous, like, you know, when you smoke in the uh, airports, like those lights that make you like want to quit smoking. Yeah. <laughs> smoking terminals, you're like, what am I doing in here? Jesus. You know, that's the lighting we had. And it was like, just like, this is the place that like they just kind of said, fuck it. We have no idea where these go. And so we're going through all these bags, just looking, all the bags are ba- bags are black. You know, it's like the typical luggage. It looks like all the same. <laughs> Guitars, those things stand out a bit with the hard cases. Not seeing any of those. So we were super happy and excited when we first got there we're like look at all this luggage it's yeah. bound to be in this it's pile it's got to be here nothing though so along the way we're uh so mike's got no clothes i felt so bad for him like mostly i felt bad for him because he went shopping before this whole fucking thing oh, wow. he bought new doc oh. martens he bought like all this tight gear to look on stage look tight look nice be cleaned up got a new haircut uh the fade was t- like looking good <laughs> and now he's stuck in his jammies you know, he's stuck <laughs> yeah. in jammies and he's also been sitting in for three days in Berlin before the first show even happens. So from there, we start borrowing gear. We have to start borrowing gear from other bands. We reach out to all these bands that we know that are in Europe, just happen to be also in Europe. Some that we kind of even know, you know, barely don't even know. Uh, where it's like, hey, so here's our situation. We're playing the show. We're actually headlining. Can we borrow your band's gear? <laughs> I like your guitar. Can I yeah, use it? Can we use that thing? <laughs> and it's funny because actually, like, that's it's kind of the, it's kind of reversed because the times we've gone to Europe before, it's like, it's kind of assumed a lot of times that the opening bands are using your gear, and oh. so it's kind of the running joke with the band. It's like, it's like, yeah, well, tonight we play, we'll use your gear, yes. And we're <laughs> like, like, well, no, bro. It's like we're renting, paying for this. It's like if something breaks, we're in, we're in, we're out of luck, you know. So. It was nice to turn it around and be able to borrow some gear. <laughs> and people were being so kind as to let us borrow their gear as well. Um, and just a lot of the bands were being just super, super like, you know, uh, understanding again because it could happen to anybody. Yeah. You know? And it has happened to a couple more bands along the way out there during this, this round of touring. And so everyone was super supportive, super cool, like letting us borrow their gear. Long story short with that. And uh, we finally found out we weren't getting our gear for quite a long time, so we kept on eating the shit but kept on doing our job the best we could, you know, putting on the best shows we could every night. Uh, using that frustration and anger on stage and um, essentially 
somebody randomly going through the airport saw Brandon's guitar at one of the terminals in Heathrow, or Berlin, I'm sorry, in Berlin, and found yeah. him, saw his tag and reached out to him on Facebook. They found him on Facebook just randomly. Of all the luggage, it was such a random thing. They reach out, they find Brandon on Facebook, leave him a message, send him a message saying, your guitars are here. Uh, I just found them, saw them here, thought I'd reach out and let you know that. And Brandon took that as like, it must be a guy that's working there. That's why he has even any interest in this guy's bag and is reaching out to him. And uh, Brandon's like, oh, he's like, but the guy's like, yeah, but you'll want to make sure you get here to get it pretty quick because it's pretty open and unsecured. So anybody could take it. Jeez. And he's like, he's like, oh, well, sir, could you please put it in a safe place for me? Like in the lockage, lock, locker behind the, the thing or whatever, you know? And uh, he's like, no, I don't work here. I just, I drove, I was just going passing through. I was trying to help you out. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily because of that, it did lead to a lead. And we went to the airport the next day, uh, the next couple few days, because we happened to have to go to, through Berlin again. Um, and it was there. So we got his guitars back. Not too far later, an associate from another band that knew our tour manager, Dallas, reached out to him saying, hey, there's a bass case here at this Berlin airport. Is it maybe your bass players? The tag had been ripped off of it by some kid they saw just moments ago looking at it. And because out of frustration, this kid ripped off Mike's name tag from his own luggage as well. Or they were trying to pull some shit, rip the name tag off, have some buddies come and yank it and just walk out with it. We don't know. Regardless, these guys luckily found it, reached out to us. They were cool enough to grab it for us. We got on the phone. Mike's like, I, I, and it's as simple as a phone call. It could have been fucking anybody. Yeah. <laughs> phone call passing off this luggage to these people that we barely knew ourselves, but the Dallas did, and they got it for us, brought it to the next show for us, got a shit back. I was over the moon about it. I couldn't believe it. Dude, I didn't realize it was such a crapshoot. It was get, the entire, this is the giant entire. fucking pieces of equipment. Yeah, and this didn't even happen, that part I just told you about, didn't even happen until about a week before the tour was over. So we were borrowing gear along the way. People were so kind. I can't even express that enough, how cool the bands were. The community of punk rock, fucking awesome. Love it. Always knew it, but this just like nailed it home, you know, for me. And, uh, and uh, so... From that point, we got to Poland. They have less expensive instruments in the music shops there. We got sick of borrowing people's shit and like worrying about it. Every night was a different instrument, so you gotta imagine that. Like, it's they're all instruments, but you're used to playing well on specs that you've set your guitars up for. Yeah. You know, it's like somebody giving me a different voice box every night, saying, "Well, good luck. You can use this. It has the same notes. You know, you can figure it out though <laughs> along the way. You know, it's like try to do the best you can in that foreign country. Wow. That one night only until the next year, <sighs> and make an impression. Yeah, so, that's gotta amp your skills up yeah so you know finally made a stop into poland got some reasonably inexpensive instruments my acoustic guitar never showed up still so i went and bought a cheap acoustic just to play these uh, acoustic shows like spam fests and whatever you know and things of that nature and uh but ultimately we made it through it did drive us even harder to do even better out there we had a lot of gaps in our tour schedule uh so we filled those gaps up ourselves with more shows instead of days off through friends like belvedere is a band yeah. out there that was super helpful with booking those shows just to give us as much FaceTime out there as possible, even given our circumstance. We just wanted to play. And wow. we did. We played a fucking ass stuff. What a journey. And that's like fun. the beginning of it. Yeah. That was the beginning, yeah. Speaking of the beginning, how many days uh, did you start growing the Euro beard? I didn't. This is just life. I didn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've even trimmed this thing, but yeah, you were pretty, you were pretty clean shaven when you left. I was and, because uh, of the video thing. We talked about that at for so a moment. Not so much right now. Not yeah, so much. No, the opposite. Yeah. The hair, the hair kept growing and going. And uh, the beard, I just kind of forgot about it. And <laughs> I should probably look in the mirror. <laughs> you know who's got a nice beard is Aaron over here. Yes, sir. He's got a solid beard. He's got a solid red beard. Thank you. Yeah, I, um, I, I think that you were actually way further along with yours than mine. Mm. And then before the shave Yeah, moment. and I think I caught up to where you were. I, yeah. I think I'm there. I'm very That's about where mine was at, I think. Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Every time I'm feeling uncomfortable and am ready to shave it off, you, you nice gentlemen, men building each other up. Yeah, compliment nice the beard. Compliment. Yeah. Don't do it, dude. <laughs> like I, I, I'm still waiting for a woman to just roll up and be like, "Hey, is that seat taken?" But no, 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 no it's not. No yeah, such yeah, luck. Yeah. <laughs> no such luck. It's got dust on it. Be like, ah, come here, you. But yeah, all the beard compliments are coming from the dudes. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll keep it. A good beard. So thank you, know? you, gentlemen. A good beard. You can't beat it. You right? can't. It's like. It's because I want to grow one, and mine doesn't come out like it's that. Patience. Like, it's on the side, it was like, it, it doesn't come in fully, so I'm jealous. It's you had the mustache. I just I realized did. you had the mustache, it, and that's it, gone now. It's gone. Yeah, you got the, the, the goatee combo. What's it called? Yeah, I had the strip for years, strip. like what strip you're looking goatee. at yeah. now, and then I, I went with the, the mustache. Which was, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah. But again, 
eating a sandwich was a chore. You got to wipe, wipe. Yeah. every bite, every wipe. Yeah, wipe every bite. Whatever. So uh, that got old, and then you know, I, I figured, hey, I went through the mustache phase, and now it's uh, it's time to clean up. I've, I've, well, you look nice. Well, thanks, man. You look nice. I think I, you look good, gentlemen. Thank you. Looking around this room, look just looking around this table. Everyone here is happy, coconut waters. Healthy. Cheers to the crown. Yeah. Yeah. To dilly the crown. dilly. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that <laughs> shit? <laughs> Put your pinkies out. <laughs> 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 So we're talking comedy today, right? Yeah, let's, yeah let's, let's get it on. Let's talk some comedy. Let's do so some Aaron, comedy. Aaron, let, tell us a bit about your history with comedy. Well, yeah, because I have no history with music, so I, I'm, I'm kind of dead in that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I love music. Hooray for me. So are you a stand-up comedian? or? I mean, debatable. Uh, I mean, a lot of people would um, define it as such, but I'm not out there putting myself out too All much. Right. I, I don't want to grind like the other comedians do and it's and a grind too it is and the reason i don't want to do that is because i notice you know especially people who are up and coming they're like why isn't anyone going to my shows i'm like because you do one every week nobody wants to see you every week ah. that's great anyways let's talk about you chris so uh <laughs> 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 moving right along <laughs> oh you got jokes oh, oh you got jokes <laughs> by the way that is the, the wind outside that's whistling yeah. dixie right now that dust storm yesterday i did I, with the rainbow and shit yeah sorry i'm not sidetracking here either but uh yeah the sunset was like a fire in the sky legit and then just there's like rainbows and then there's like off on the right hand side a giant haboob like i because i driving down the freeway trying to go to the crescent ballroom last night yeah and going that way it's like oh look at this beautiful sunset that i got lost <clears throat> and they redirected me onto the freeway again to go back toward the house and i see you off in this other direction this giant windstorm haboob from way far away. It looked really cool. I was thinking of because we were at uh we were eating last night. How we went to bonfire, <coughs> and it's uh it's coming in while we're eating. And yeah. as we left, it was it was happening. It wasn't like super windy. It was just wicked dusty. Yeah. And we're thinking like this doesn't happen anywhere else. Like no one else, unless you live in the desert, you you just don't know what it's like. Sure. To experience a dust storm, like it can be no wind and just dirty everywhere yeah or it could be howling wind and rain and dirt and because it looks very menacing when you see it on oh like from the, the from the highway where yeah. i was at I was or like, that's going to take out the from the city. sky views with the camera that they, they're filming it you oh. see a wall of dust come in but you can walk through that and it's almost like nothing yeah it looks like judgment day like from afar so aaron you're a comedian anyways debatable yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> not according to oh, jason. oh you got <laughs> oh you got jokes all right not according to jason <laughs> so have you done stand-up yes i have so okay. i i show up and announce maybe once a year once every year and a half or so and the reason i do that is because i want people to take it seriously i want people to show up and because of that i usually sell out which really? is fucking incredible yeah. so we all have a great time uh, i've been very fortunate to work with some people from comedy central uh, in fact, a friend of mine that I grew up with, Brian Moses, he was the ref on what people know as Roast Battle with Jeff uh, Ross. Ah, yes, okay. the Roast Master. Yes. yes. So um, I've gotten to open up for him a couple times at the comedy store in La Jolla. So that was awesome. And then when I learned what it takes to actually get booked on that stage, yeah, like we're talking people have to apply on a Thursday. They stand in line for hours and hours and hours, and then they apparently tell you, you can come and do 15 minutes next Saturday if they pick you. It's a kid. grind. Yeah. And like literally we walk in. I'm like, he's like, hey, you want to do a set? And he just tells the guys he's going to open for me today. I'm on. I'm like, what the Whoa. fuck? <laughs> so, Go time. Yeah. I've, I've had a blast. I've been very fortunate. I've seen some cool roast battles. and That's I, crazy. It, it's unfortunate because like, I don't grind because like it's not genuinely what I want to do. I'm cheating the system. It's my therapy. Instead of paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars to see a therapist, I leave with a few hundred bucks venting. <laughs> it's nice. Have you ever um, watched or listened to Kill Tony? Tony Can't Hinchcliffe? I, I know the name, but no, I have not. So he opens up for Joe Rogan okay. when, it, well, when we saw him. There's my dog. Shut up. Hey, buddies. Oh, oh, you guys. All them butts wagging. Hey, you guys. Shut it. Oh, my Rocky. God. Raggy? I'll be editing this part out. Till these goddamn you guys don't have it that rough. <laughs> rough. <laughs> I'm a punny guy. Yeah, so Kill Tony is uh, basically done it in a, like the comedy store. And 
They have actual comedians that know what the fuck is they're talking about. And then people that are getting into the game and think that they're funny or, you know, it's their first time doing stand up. So they'll go up and do like three minutes. Yeah. And then they'll either fail miserably or they'll pique someone's interest. But either way, those seasoned comedians will give them tips on how to get better. Okay. Yeah. And, and in good. doing so, they roast them. That makes sense. So it's fun it's the best to listen way is to. Trial by fire, because you, you know. get to listen to people just fail miserably. It's kind of like American Idol when the yeah. bad singers go on, like they get more hits than the good singers. Oh, absolutely. When the when it's tryouts. Yeah. So this is kind of what it is, but you know they get to be picked up by their mentors. Yeah, that's cool. My my, my uh, I've, I've kind of experienced experiments experienced a bit of that kind of uh, approach. I did this impromptu comedy skit kind of thing competition at a place called Mardi Gras. My wife worked there All right. back in Scottsdale, and they just started doing these comedy nights, and it was uh, just kind of random, and then they had this competition coming up, and I'm no comedian. You know, I like to be funny or try to be or whatever. I, I crack myself up. But well, looks aren't everything. You know what, you I, mean? what I mean? Yeah, yeah. waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, well, you know what? I got a couple, like, just quirky things. I'm not ham or whatever, you know? I'm like, I could maybe work with this. And so I did what they call prop comedy. You know, which like is kind of frowned upon in the comedy community. Sometimes. Oh, carrot top. Mad yeah. props. Yeah, mad props. God. Mad yeah. props. I'm a punny guy. Let's just <laughs> get over it, all right? Oh, well. oh my God. It, so it never I, ends. Uh, yeah. Got some dad jokes on lock. <laughs> yeah, so mine, it's almost like a security blanket, I guess, is like when, kind of why comics, to my understanding, is why they don't think it's like the best way of comedy or it's like a crutch. A yeah. crutch in some regard. It's like a security blanket to where it's like you need that to be funny. And I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> but if it's funny, it's funny. So I grabbed the shit out of my guitar. No, uh, so I got my guitar. I made a character called Mr. Gell. He's a French Spaniard, uh, as I think I called him back then. The combination of these two things, uh, so the best way I could describe him, I guess. And he had a—he was a very dirty, grimy, old, just like had his shirt unbuttoned like halfway, smoked cigarettes. I was like smoking back then, and uh, just like smoked consistently during the act. Just on the whim. It was all on the fly. It was all improv, improv and uh, off the cusp. So, which was cool about it, once again, with this crutch of the guitar, is I have been a decent songwriter most of my life. Or along the way, I've gotten a little better at it. Oh, he's so humble. At least it. enough. At <laughs> least know, enough right? to. At least enough to where I can make up shit on the fly if I need to and entertain. In that, right. in that regard, you know what I mean? Um, and so that's what I did. And then, so I made, I had like two chords. And I would go through it and I would just call people out in the audience. I had one. It's like I was like, oh yeah, that was my accent. I go, oh come on, baby, wanna fuck you? You know, things like that. It was really gross. And like Pepe Le Pew. Kind of like that, but like dirty and like twenty cigars later, and okay. fifteen, fifteen Gavassiers. <laughs> you know, so Gavassier. Nothing but the best. And so I do that, and there's one that stands out to me a lot, and it was like this this bigger bald dude, with this really attractive wit- like lady, and uh, again I was like, I have my cigarettes in my pocket. Shirt was, you know, kind of buttoned up a little bit, but kind of still halfway on half. Sunglasses on, playing his guitar. I get like slimy and greasy, kind of like this kind of vibe going on. And uh, I stop. I'll stop in the middle of my thing and do this like, (laughs) and then dead silence. And the audience gets so uncomfortable that they laugh, you know. And then I'll make fun of the audience for laughing about nothing at all. And then I'll call the one that calls. So this one instance, I called the one guy out. I was like, come here, you fucking bitch. Come here, let my fucking cigarette. And then, so the girl starts getting up. So God bless her heart for taking that from any man in general. But she got up and started coming to the stage. And I was like, not you, bitch, the other fucker. Ah. <laughs> so her boyfriend, her boyfriend. <laughs> so this big muscle-bound, bald dude. I just called this, you know, called him out in front of the audience. You know, <laughs> called him a bitch. Called call him a bitch in front of everybody. Comes up to the stage. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get my ass whooped right now. But I'm like, I'm like, let me a cigarette, fucker. And so I'm like, get in my fucking pocket. <laughs> and so he gets in my pocket, puts a smoke in my mouth, holding the guitar, still strumming the guitar. And uh, I'm all, I'm all, I'm on a fucking lighter for me. <laughs> and this is, I'm all, I'm on my fucking shirt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get into it. I got That's deep in this awesome. guy. And he did all this shit. So not only his girlfriend take the abuse of being called a bitch, he took that for her on top of that. And this fucking guy's like lighting my cigarette, taking all the heat from a little skinny dude on stage and calling him out and calling him a bitch in front of the audience and lighting my stogies and unbutting my shirt. I had no this idea. This guy really wanted to laugh. I didn't so, know this about you. Yeah, so this happened. I, I, it's like no holds barred kind of comedy is what I did. It was pretty disgusting. But it was a lot of fun. Long story short, that was a lot of fun experience. I made it to round three. I won the competition. Chance to go to the uh, the uh, comedy club in comedy store in uh, Los Angeles ah, yes. to perform there. Nice, beautiful place. But I was on tour with Authority Zero, so I couldn't go and do that. 
So, but it was fun to do that, and it was a fun experience. And then when I first met my wife, we were dating. I bust that character out more around a campfire <laughs> late night and just totally freak her out. Because like everyone had gone to bed, and it's like just the campfire and this Did creepy you call guy. Her bitch? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh good. absolutely. Oh. All sorts of dirty shit. She handled it well. Yeah, Speaking handled of well. which, happy anniversary. Thank you. Now we're on the topic. Wonderful years? Right. Yes, sir. Fantastic. Glorious years. Man. How, how'd you I propose? Don't know how she's done Marry this me, bitch. <laughs> 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 hey, what are you doing with the rest of your life, fucker? Mm. Yes. Yeah. So 16 years, man. And it's gone by in a flicker of an eye. Like, her and I both are like, each year we're like 15 or 16. We're like, the good thing is we're both like, how many again? You know, it's one of those. And I sold the anniversary card this year. I got her. I got her some dandelion, dandelions. I keep saying dandelions. Sunflowers. <laughs> the other bright yellow flower. Yes. Uh, and a bunch of sunflowers and roses, obviously, because the sunflowers to me look cheap. Even though it's like I got like twenty sunflowers. Hey, we had them at our wedding. Yeah. But they, they to me, I was like, t- no, you just said my wedding's cheap. I heard. No, you. no. <laughs> to me, I said they looked cheap no. at the moment. I was like, Round I gotta go get one. some roses and make some. Fight. <laughs> well, we bought them because they were cheap. <laughs> yeah, they are inexpensive, <laughs> but they're beautiful, right? Oh, you said inexpensive. I like good cover up. You like that way. shit? That's Very what nice. I'm talking about. Not uh, cheap, but inexpensive. Huh. And efficient, efficiently beautiful. See, and that's one of the keys with telling a joke is it's not always what you say, it's how you say it. And that's why I think I get away with half of the jokes I tell. That's a good point. Was that a joke? Did you just told it? No, I'm giving oh, advice. Great. In fact, when you were talking about coaching people, um, this is good I, stuff. I, I actually had done. a starting <laughs> co- comedian hit me up. He's like, hey, I could use some advice. Someone to coach me through my jokes. So I'm actually coaching somebody who's local right now. Right now? Right now. He's doing very well. Brilliant. Uh, I can't wait to actually go see him live instead of just having him send clippets. Plug your friend. Is he playing anywhere in the time? You know, I asked him, and he hasn't gotten back to me, but his name is Jory Del Vicio. If I'm saying that wrong. Yeah, spell that one three times. That's right. Go see Joey. Do you want me to say it three times or spell it three times? Because I'll spell it. D-E-L-V-E-C-C-H-I-O. D-E-L-V-E-C-C-H-I-O. I'm not going to do it Ceviche. Ceviche. I got ceviche in there somewhere, too. I'm making that tomorrow. You are. That's probably where I got ceviche. Word association. I don't know. But, yeah, like I like his comedy, which, by the way, like just to get an idea. So it's cool. You sent me a clip of what you've done in the past. You're giving me an idea. It looks like we all lean towards a darker, raunchier comedy. That's kind of what's That's real comedy to me. It really? Is. And that shit's uh, funny. That shit's funny. And <laughs> there's a lot of pussies out there that are fucking taking this approach of being offended at things instead of just looking at them in a different light. And that's what comedy Jay, are you is. ready to go here? Cause, uh, oh, is that where you're going? I'm just going to hit the ground running. All right, fuck it. Let's roll. There it is. We took a picture live. That you, you can't see it because it's an audio podcast. That's a good point. That's all right. <laughs> Man, have I been eating sausages? I'm looking chubby in this thing. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Dude, you just got back from wherever. <laughs> you're a big dude. You, you, you both it's are a, making... It's all about angles, dude. All the, it's all, the, about, all angles about angles and lighting. Higher to low. I, I look short. Chins and no. <laughs> the thing is, is if I was in that seat, I would... As I shovel these mini tacos in my face. Uh, I, I am almost as tall as <laughs> well, not you. But I didn't realize how fucking mm. tall you were. Yeah. How tall are you? I think I'm somewhere between six two and six three, depending on how I feel that day. Because I'm in yeah. a, a oh, tall chair and you're like level with me, and you're in a low chair that I eat on downstairs. He's in my sitting kitchen. on the ground. Yeah, we took the chair away from his knees. (laughs) I'm on my knees, ready for a serving. (laughs) Please, sir, may I have another? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's uh, it's been cool to coach him. Uh, There, there were some things I caught that were some mistakes, uh, like kind of uh, emulating somebody else. It was almost like stealing someone's character, which I've coached him to. I won't drop names, but. I feel, very like, apparent. I feel like you do that if you're a comedian sooner or later, like in the beginning, because you don't haven't found your your rhythm yet, your yeah. you I, know, your persona or whatever. So what, you, you go off things that you've seen. What, which is totally know? fine. I think it was there was too much emulation. Uh, you know, they, they say that impersonation is the most sincere form of flattery. A plagiary, yeah. Well, I mean yeah, there is plagiarism. <laughs> but I also heard key words or specific nuances. I'm like, that is that person. Like if I can call it out and you're like, that's my favorite comedian, I'm like, we got a problem. You need to not. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. but he's working on it and he is finding his voice. He's got some fantastic jokes. And well the whole thing is to like, you know, find your niche and not be like anyone else. Exactly. You know? I'm like, you you can have this you know, there there isn't a brand on dark comedy. You you know nobody owns that, but 
the way you do a punchline, the way you s- use certain words. Like, like you those, say delivery too, nuances. right? Delivery is huge. Oh, exactly. You can totally blow a great joke with just not waiting long enough or everyone to catch up with it or waiting too long even. You yeah. Know, it's like, but sometimes it feels like you can't really wait too long as long as you let it simmer and you just look around in the room. Yeah. People are waiting for you to say what they're waiting for you to say. Yeah. And they know you're about to say it. And then that can even play off of that, you think, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, of course. You're like, you've got to wait for me to say that shit, huh? <laughs> right. well, I'm not going to say it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, you could throw the punchline out there or something that's funny and then just sit on it for a minute and let everyone laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, Or you can run into the next joke, but then that wouldn't have gotten the action you know, or the response that you would have if you would have waited. Sure. Even the punchline itself. Like just letting that sit before you say the punchline. Because like I said, I think people are kind of like anticipating that's what you're going to say. Yeah. And it makes them laugh even twice as hard because you're like, well, I'm not going to say it. You're thinking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and that's, a, that's one of the big issues I've had personally. I have serious stage fright. Like it, it's, and I get up there because this is what I want to do. I want to get out there. I want to say these jokes. I want to get things off of my chest. My big issue is I rush those jokes. Ah, like I kind of the nerves a little bit. Yeah, but the audience also fades. I remember to this day, like I, I had a sold out show. I was the headliner. It was a great show. Like everybody from my <coughs> work showed up. Like not a single person showed up for another comedian. I sold every seat up. in the fucking house. That's what's up. I'm like, oh, go. this is awesome. Yeah. I didn't hear a single laugh. I didn't hear any. You could hear a needle drop. Laughing on the inside. Yeah, like not, not <laughs> like nothing. And these are all. <laughs> it, it was I was dead inside. And then I watched the footage back. The place was on fire. People were laughing hysterically. Oh. Every single joke hit. And so you were in a bubble, basically. Like exactly. You were like zoned out. Zoned he was in, in the zone. Yeah, you're in the zone, and like everything was cancellation. Yeah, like it, it literally is if I put noise cancellation headphones on. Yeah. Because, like, I can't see them. Yeah. But, like, I just felt like I was doing terrible because I didn't hear responses. I, I was just railing the whole thing. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to do my five and get, you know, <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Then watching it on review, I'm like, man, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I fucking crushed it. You're good. Why yeah. wasn't I there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. I can understand that, man. I mean, like, being on stage sometimes, too, you're just in the zone and you're just. You're freaking out. You're also nervous, obviously, and it's like you kind of black out. You just you kind of black out, and then at the end, you're like, you like you say, you watch back, or you yeah. like you you think it was the worst show in history, yeah. and then people are like, that was fucking amazing, and you're like, are you serious right now? <laughs> wow, okay, I didn't feel that or just get that vibe from the audience whatsoever. I'm like that when I'm cooking meat. Yeah, you know, know what I mean? mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm cooking it. I'm like, man, this is gonna be good. I man, these. I get nervous. Yeah. I, I get nervous because I'm like, I hope it's the right temperature, right? But people did, yeah. Yeah, and, and like, then they're like, like, man, that was chef, good. Huh? That was really good. <laughs> that was so good. That was a joke. You see, I segued off yours. You did. Yeah. It's all about timing. It's all about <laughs> Maybe I should have done something. <laughs> so what, what's funny about that is... Nothing. That was exactly. not a funny joke. <laughs> so I was going it all you want. No, I was going back through it in my head, and I was like, I, th- I really thought you were talking about like the preparation of meats because like people can like judge you for the way it got cooked as a chef. And I was, like, I was really, going there. I was really paying attention. I got no response yeah. from you guys, so I was like, well, that's See, a I failed was in the joke. Zone. I was failed. In, I was in the zone I, I'm sorry. I was listening. <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my fault. We've all. It's all about delivery. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah. So I got a, I got a fun the crowd. question. One more time. To the crowd. Let's talk top comedians. Who, Chris? Who are some of your inspirations? Give me. Let's give it a top. Three. Like the ones I like to watch, my favorite ones. I like Joe Rogan. I like Bill Burr. And I found this guy, this new guy today on TikTok. His name's uh, something Christ. Yeah. And he's fucking hilarious. Okay. But TikTok's fun because you can like find comedians on there. Yeah. And yeah. they'll put their bits up. Yeah. And I like if they're just like doing a show or whatever and someone's recording and obviously it's for them, but mm-hmm. they'll put it up on there. Just like a 30 second clip of them killing. I'm, I'm going to show you one later. Uh, I don't want to run the audio on the show, but I'm going to show you one later. I right. fucking died. <laughs> I sent it to everyone. I, it, it might even be in Jason's inbox sitting there <laughs> waiting to be read. <laughs> oh, nice. It okay. was so good. So what I want to hear honestly is the bad jokes that you told and you ate dog shit. 
That's what I want to hear. Yeah. Early on in the career, what, this what had to some, happen. Were some moments you told a joke and you're like, okay, not what I expected. Not a single clap, not a single crickets. snicker, not a crickets. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to call my promoter, uh, Bobby Johnson, into this, and he, he can – Grill me on Facebook, whatever. I'm going to tag him in this. I'm going to make, because he tags me in his podcast, so fuck it, why not? You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I have this really weird thing, and it's fucked up, and even he acknowledges it. Like, I Is go, this a joke? No, no, okay. it, it, it wasn't a joke. <laughs> I, I want to pay asked, attention. I don't want to miss the joke. That's the problem. There isn't one. I, I go, I practice my jokes, and then when I get on stage, they don't bomb. Like, like in the very beginning, never. You had to have one. So no, they're all no. winners. Yeah, come on, one of them. I'm dead serious. All my songs aren't awesome. I'll <laughs> okay, admit that. Okay, a here. lot of them are shit. Th- this is this is what I will say. <laughs> I will say that some jokes may not get higher laughs than others, or okay. some may not be drop dead hilarious. But there isn't a single joke that anyone's ever been like, "You need to take that off your set," or it's not funny, or nothing. Like. And I don't think my That's promoter's great. kissing my ass because I've seen him tear up his regulars. Yeah, I've yeah. seen him go into people like, yeah, well, you, you need part to of the cut, game, right? cut the fat. You need to, you know, trim this joke down. You need to get straight to the funny. Like, and he gives hardcore, legit coaching. Yeah. And he's That's like, awesome. yeah, you just need to get the rocks out of your mouth. Say it a few more times, and you fucking got a killer. That's awesome, dude. And so, because right. everyone's favorite sensitive subject, I, I'm going to give you a new joke. I'm going to drop a brand new joke on here. Okay. And I tested it on him. For those of you that don't know, Bobby Johnson. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell this part later. I'm not going to set up. Did you – now, you guys are my age, a little bit older maybe. Did you guys watch WWF when you were a kid? Absolutely. I Hulk did Hogan. not. Oh, yes, I did. I'm WWF. sorry. Yes, WWF. Yes. Yes. I've seen yeah, you with Hulk. Hulk. Yeah, I've seen you with the Hulkster. I've been with the Hulkster. Don't, don't, don't. Oh, right. So you met the Hulkster. Another story. Hulkster. He's, he's Sorry. No, it's it's all good. I'm like, you, how how do you not watch WWF and meet the man? Like <laughs> if it was really bro. him, I don't know. These days, everyone's a freaking robot. So go ahead. So what's <laughs> crazy? I don't know if you guys know this. The reason they had to change their name is because of the World Wildlife Federation or Foundation, excuse me. So an acronym, WWF. They actually sued the WWF World Wrestling Federation for having the same trademark acronym. Really. Like legitimately. Legitimately, this is why it turned into the WWE. How? Who had it oh. first? That's what I want to know. See, I don't know who had it first. What blows my mind is that you could sue somebody over an acronym. The reason I believe they won is specifically because it's a government organization. So what I want to know is, does the Bureau of Land Management have the balls to do it? WWF. Bureau of Land Management. BLM. Do they have the balls to do it? See, that, that one went over your head. Bobby's African-American. He fucking fell out of his chair laughing. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going with that. Okay. BLM. It's a BLM movement. Yes. Go ahead and cut that one out. The one with the fist. <laughs> so you want, you want to know a joke that bombed? That one clearly bombed right here, right before. Well, you're dealing you. with idiots. <laughs> I mean, let's get real. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm not awake today. <laughs> yeah, like Bobby's like, dude, that was so fucking creative. No, I'm, I'm not taking anything away with it. I'm yeah. just like, but it, the thing with me is you said BLM, and then I'm trying, well, you didn't say BLM, you said Bureau of Land Management. So yeah, now I have to use my brain. It. Yeah, exactly. And I have to be like BLM. And I'm thinking and WWE that's where you lost brain. me. So like now I'm doing letters, now it's almost math in my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's actually, of elimination. that was one of the f- uh, feedback I got. They're like, you remind me of Bill Hicks. You give jokes that are way too intellectual. Bill Hicks, yeah. You Ahead of his way time. smart audience to catch up and keep, stay with you. Yeah, I'm like, all stay. right. I'm like, I'll take it, but damn, I got to find a way to, you know, cater to my audience and speak to people differently. Cause that's that, why that I, wear, I married someone smarter than me. Someone's got to carry the torch. You Who know are your I mean? top three? Speaking, you said. I mean, I have comics. a top five, really. Yeah. I was just trying to be quick about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God. So, Carlin, Bill Hicks. Anthony Jesselneck, fucking no. Jesselneck's amazing. I love. I hate him when he first came on, but when I actually watched his stand up, I'm like, oh, I get it now. It might be the hardest form of stand up that he does because Jesselneck is all about taking a sensitive subject, but like 9/11, like when it happens, oh, or right. when someone dies, 
and he gets on it like right and away. He, kind of um, thing. he and jumps right on it and starts making jokes about it. Sure. So and it's like always too soon. You know what I mean? Quick controversial comedy. <clears throat> we were like, do I laugh? Is it too it's, soon? Comedy? This you know, shit that kind is of funny. Shit. Yeah. yeah so. he, he refers to it as too soon. I'm like, you're either first or you're last. Right? You know, Ricky <laughs> Bobby here is like, I'm not going to be late to that joke. I need to, you know, get my poor man's copyright on that when I post it. Oh, yeah. My joke yeah. first. But so. that's like his, his thing. It's like everything he talks about is it's that kind of angle right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, Josh, uh, Daniel Tosh. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like I, they, those guys, they just, Tosh they, is good. they don't mess around. They, yeah. You have a certain kind of, uh, I've had a rough crew. life. Man. Yeah. I, no, I've had a rough life. I got to laugh about shit. <laughs> but like, cause the guys that I, that I like are the ones that they're different. It's a different style. Yeah. Than that's your guys. Like I, I love your guys, but the, like my, I would go Tom Segura. Great. I would go, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe is funny. He's obviously yeah. Joe Rogan. We, he's fucking funny as shit. Uh, those those guys are more like uh, toilet humor, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Toilet humor. Do do explain. To and the to me, that's funny. Not they can to fart everybody. jokes, like fart jokes. Yeah, that kind of fart thing. Okay. I mean, that's I mean, not specifically, but yeah, it's make yeah. make raunchy, less dark humor. Sure. Okay, I got you. Who who you got, Jay? Who's in your roster? I got. Well, it's kind of the. Probably standard go-to and not very creative, but Dave Chappelle, I think he's hilarious. He's you, fucking, you're not wrong. He no. kills me, man. It's he's, like he's, awesome. he's gotten better and better. He's gotten more intelligent about his jokes. They've always been really smart, but just like in a kind of like, holy shit, that's fucking like shock value, kind of smart in comic, you know, value. But they've gotten like, you know, they got more socially. Well, they've always been like that, I guess. How am I trying to say it? They've just gotten a more. He's it's controversial now. Yeah, more controversial possibly. It always has been, but it's, it's like everybody's crying about but, shit. And but yeah, and he's, so he's, he's like, got to be controversial. Yeah, he has cancel, uh, the cancel culture after him now, mm-hmm. and that's the big thing. It's like yeah, and that's the shit. He's got, ball, he's, got, like say, he's got balls. He's got balls yeah. to like yeah. do it and say these jokes and like put it like you say almost at the moment and talk about it and go in depth with it about his own opinion about it rather than the popular popular opinion, I guess. Yeah, you know, and it's and it makes it kind of makes you think. It makes you rethink. And it makes you just really stop me like, maybe that's something to think about. Absolutely. In general, you know. And that's the same with Carlin. Like you say, I love Carlin because of that same shit. It's like very socially aware and it's like very, there's all of it. The politics involved with all that stuff. You know, I'm not a big political guy. Yeah. Politics it's and a smart shit, comedy. But it's smart comedy. It's really, like you say, like your jokes. Like it's very well thought through. Yeah. And it's, it shows with that, those kind of comedians. That it, that's what I appreciate as well. And Bill Burr, obviously, just fucking hilarious. Love Bill. <laughs> no, you gotta I, love Bill Burr. Absolutely. Yeah. And then there's also... Uh, not Eddie Izzard, but uh, Eddie Izzard's funny too. But oh, he's great. Yeah, he's fucking great. But uh, Mitch Hetberg. I mean, oh, I'm Mitch. Dude, yeah. Mitch Hetberg, dude. Oh, the one-liners. Yeah. The one-liners are like the, you know, what is a sesame? It's a street. <laughs> no. And a way to, wait. Uh, it's a street and a way to something shit. And so many. We used to listen to the van all the time. Yeah, that was funny. Like on repeat. It's all about delivery, Jason. It all, yes, exactly. It's all about it's delivery. Funny, clearly. And knowing the words to the joke. Do that's, not have that's again. Huge. <laughs> I know. Huge. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you actually know the fucking joke. It's great. I, I was thinking about Hedgeburg on the way over. I was like, you know what? I think. I forgot about it. I, I think people forget about him because mm. obviously, you know, he passed way before his time. Yeah. He's not getting recycled the way people are. He doesn't. He's not on Netflix. People can't just find him. There's yeah. not sound clips. Ah. Like. His media needs to be pushed, and it needs to be pushed hard. Because yeah. that guy is a fucking genius. The so listeners, check out Mitch Hedberg. When I was a kid, Old Eddie shit. Murphy came out with Delirious. Eddie's, yes. Uh, Which was better than Raw, by uh, the way. Yeah, it was. And way more racist. Yeah, he's on it. <laughs> like, there's this fuck. Like, you listen to it now. I can't believe Netflix still has it on. Oh, yeah, man. Dude, there's the so word. Yeah. I mean, just the slander. But that's that was the time. Yeah, absolutely. That's how people talk back then. Back then, time and, and place, different. Still funny. Crazy. <laughs> but absolutely. You, if he put that special but out today, he'd be scrutinized. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's like sensitivity has gone up detrimentally, you know, over since that time frame, you know. See, I beg to. There's so many things you can't say. Sure. I beg to differ. Either Eddie Murphy's going to come out swinging. Or he just looks at it and says, "Man, Chappelle took my market. I shouldn't have quit." Dude, I love to come. I love to come back from the fucking daddy movies and shit and do some old Eddie and like come out and be like blazing like. A, he would know, sell out everywhere he goes. Guarantee if, it. If he went back to those days, like comically and like put his, you know, his, you know, 
new wave frame of thinking, I guess, or whatever, aside for a moment for a special to come out and be the old school Eddie. Uh, do, do we know that, like, did he actually adapt and change? See, I don't know. Maybe I don't, I don't the money of the money thing, or if he just, like, he uh, was, was like, that was cool. Another was chapter of my life. He was supposed to come out and do stand up before COVID. I, so I, that I, was going to happen. And yeah. it just hasn't happened. I, I come on, Eddie. I what have you done for me lately? <laughs> Come on, Eddie. Uh, are, are Eddie? we gonna start on impersonation? Yes. Now I'm on Schwarzenegger. All right. Do, do, are we gonna compare Schwarzeneggers? Schwarzeneggers. Do, do we got to do an impression off here? <laughs> an impression off? You got to do it. Yeah. I have a Come bad on. one. Do the chopper. I Come mean, on. that's all I got. I got. You got nothing. to use your muscles. All right, guys. I need you to understand something. What we're going to do is I'm going to run for the governor of Cauliflower one more time. I am the governor. I'm going to buy every child. A McHappy meal, and they can put it in a microwave. Ooh, it's going to be fantastic. It's be fantastic. Yeah. That's, a good one. That's a good one. And we're going to put all the proceeds into molecular bioengineering. Yeah, I was thinking oh. about doing that myself, you know, but I don't know if we're going to do it. I mean, come on, there's Stallone. I mean, Stallone. <laughs> that was a horrible Stallone, too. That was, that was, no, sly. That was sly. Yeah, that was a bad sly. I don't know if I could. I, I, hey. I don't know if I could do better. I haven't yeah, done I just do this all day. Hey. I, I used to do impressions enough that I could honestly say I was good at them. I haven't done them in so long. I'll probably embarrass myself trying them. See, I was the same way. Uh, same same idea. Yeah, it's like I, I actually with people in general, just like it's kind of been my niche is like I would say making fun of the people I know. But like I just pay attention to people so very closely that I'm yeah. able to impersonate them. And like, ah. like, well, like, you know, somebody like, oh, the fuck? Like, do you got one for me? I'm like, don't talk about it. <laughs> don't even talk about it. Like, do me. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do you. Because it's always about particular things. Like, it's actually about personality and, like, uh, nuances. Nuances, yes. yes. And it's like, those are the things I pick up on. And it kind of makes that character of the person a bit. And it's, like, specific, though. And it's, like, undeniably, that is fucking me. <laughs> and it might hurt your while. feelings. And it might hurt your feelings. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do you. <laughs> I'm not going to do anybody that I, that I have a friend with anymore. <laughs> It sounds me. like it's happened before. <laughs> it has happened before. So is that what you really think of me? <laughs> exactly. No, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun to do that. I'm trying to impersonations in general are just, you know, Jim Carrey was a big one. Obviously, Jim Carrey, I think he's fucking hilarious. He's like, he does, he's got the same thing nowadays over and again for years now, you know? What was the Even show he was on? Living Color. Living Color, yeah. I died. Oh, Every yeah. Every time I watched that show, I fucking cried. Yeah. Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah, dude, fight. God, I love Jim Carrey in it, but I got to say, the, the one person that stuck out the most, or as far as a skit or a character still to this day, homie don't play that. Homie. Oh, oh. yeah, the Wayans. Homie, yeah, homie didn't play that. Yeah. Homie the clappy clown. around. Homie don't play that. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I like the guy in that show. He always looking for his, his business card. I know I got one somewhere. And he, he finds it and he goes, Bam! Yeah, the whole cancel culture. Why can't we do that? Like, who's making these? The thing rules? is, you can't. That, that, that's my People point. You just like, need to take a fucking stand and say, Look, this is dumb. All right. Stop fucking doing that. All right, I'm going to get into politics just a little bit, just, just for a temperature check. Didn't I just say I don't do politics? But <laughs> I, I, I know. But, but, like, it's a legitimate question. Like, Somebody had proposed, and I got on TikTok. I'm probably going to lose a lot of fucking friends over this. Let's let's be crystal clear on this up front. I'm not a Trump supporter. Okay. The end. I don't care if you are. And, and that's whether, how I roll. But yes. and and that's the thing. That that's between people. And but the problem is people demonize it. And I saw this clip. This girl is screaming. She's like, "You cannot be a Trump supporter and be punk rock." Who the fuck are you, first off, to tell me what I can and can't do? So I do like this three-minute rant of a reply. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, we're gatekeeping punk rock now? Right? Oh, that's become a thing for ages now. Through oh. It's like, well, not ages, but I mean, over the last, yeah, quite a long time now. And I've noticed that, too, in, like, many outfits and areas of, of what is and what is not and all these things. Even the question of what is what isn't just sounds dumb to me in general. Yeah. yeah. Just even, like, when you see that on the most punk sites or whatever – and it's like, that's not punk. Or it's like, uh, what is the punkest thing and all this stuff? I'm like, even asking that question is the most anti, in my head. Because like Fat Mike started like some specify shit. specify that. From uh, No Effects. What do you say? He started that out. Uh, Rock like Against whole, Bush. Rock Against Bush. Yeah, I, I even mentioned that. That, that. that whole vote. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we performed That was before. Fat Mike fucking, like, he wanted people to vote. And the young kids really weren't voting. Yeah, he was right. And he had a, a vision. Yeah. And he, he fucking... He did his sure, thing, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. But I think a lot of people, I don't know, 
like I, he just wanted things to go a certain way and he wanted yeah. to promote it and he did oh absolutely yeah hugely yeah voting polls at the shows they had like things lined up you yeah know, the tables and everything at the so just because you like with. punk rock doesn't mean you can't have an opinion about that's the most punk rock things? thing i guess if we're going back to the most punk rock thing yeah. again it's like but that is being free free-minded you know having your own opinion you know doing really what you feel is right you like you want you love this and that not uh that's you know, exactly lean, lean, what I said. Maybe this way or that way. It's like having your yeah. own vision and own drive and desire and like following that and saying fuck all to the rest. So it's like anything against that sounds the exact opposite of punk rock to me is like and closed minded. Yeah. You know, rather, than, that, rather than the opposite of that, which is what in my mind frame is almost the definition of punk rock, quote unquote, is uh, just the opposite of that, I guess, you yeah. know. Yeah, and that was my free whole will, point. free thinking. I was. wasn't defending Trump. I, I was defending punk rock. Like, well, never, no, don't. Aaron, I know what you're <laughs> yeah, you fucking Trumper. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the big thing is, all, all my whole point was like, don't get keep my solitude. Like, I love punk rock. Don't don't tell people what they can and like can. you say the gatekeeping. That, that's what of they it. do. It's like that's that's def- that's a great way to put it too. The gatekeeping of like. This is how it goes, or no? Yeah, it's my way or the highway. My way or the highway, yeah. So go find your own punk rock version. See, but it's not. It's like I hang out with people because I like the person. Exactly. If they happen to like Biden or they happen to like Trump, you know what? I may not agree with you, but it means I'm not going to talk to you. Like, I'm not going to segregate you because of who you fucking like. I don't give two shits about that. I care about you as a person. You're either cool or you're not. Yeah, and that and, and that what was, you believe is what you believe, and that's what makes you an individual, and that's what makes you interesting and cool, and that's why I like hanging out with you. Yeah, people have different ideas about different things. They've gone through different things in their lives. They've gone through different things that have brought them to certain ways they feel yeah. about different things as well. And it's yeah. like you got a lot of people that. have been through nothing because exactly. they're young and, and they some haven't have formed an opinion yet. Exactly, everything, and some have been rich, some have been super the bottom poor, you know. And it's like you don't know where those people have been to where they drew their own conclusions their own conclusions and their own opinions and thoughts on certain things Yeah. to where, you know, again, keep an open mind and listen to people and have conversations rather than just judging and pointing fingers. Yeah. And that's what social media has kind of not done. Exactly. They've said they draw the line in the sand. Yeah. Like on my Twitter account, there's so much red and so much blue dividing. It's like, Oh, you know, it's a blue wave. It's a red wave. I'm like, yeah, I understand you have your, your views, but it's like just, they only follow people that, think like them yeah yeah that's actually specifically what i what i point out i said red and blue is just new racism yeah the thing is is like it's been like that for a while but now it's the whole fucking thing is it's division you know what i mean (laughs) yeah what what happened to good ideas and good people like why why do we have money and greed exactly money and greed fucking corrupted it and so now you just got to be like hey you know what? Let's yeah. let's hang out with cool people and, that's and not, exactly. not be it's judgmental. Just, it's divided not only friendships but families. And again, the last couple of years, I've seen that first. We all have firsthand, oh. like families within. Like now, suddenly because of that, two years of like matter of opinion on certain things all across the board. Yeah, it's like not even have still have a talk since. And a lot of that had to do with the red and the blue, and the way each was leaning towards certain different things that were under that category. Yeah, and uh, it caused a lot of fucking fire and a lot of poor relationship communications and a lot of heartbreak and breakups and families and all of that. It's just sad. Yeah, my horrible. Twitter account's pretty, I don't want to say big or whatever. It's mediocre or whatever, but I, there's a lot of people on there from both sides mm-hmm. that follow me. And I've had people that say, I can't follow you because you have too many red people or I can't follow you because right. you have too many blue people. I'm like, well, then don't fucking follow me, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's don't, your you choice. Know? Once again, your this choice, your opinion. <laughs> your choice, your opinion. Fuck yeah. off. If not, that's fine. <laughs> you do. I didn't ask you to come here. For it was one. weird. <laughs> I thought it was weird. Yeah, right? Weird. I'm happy to have you on board. Yeah, you know, like, but I appreciate you, but don't be fucking, I mean, feel like an asshole. I didn't ask for a divorce. Why am I losing my kids? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I was here the whole time. I was here. Was that like, a joke? That was a smart joke. It is a smart joke. That was, it was an intelligent joke. Fucking cried, yeah. Yeah, we should, drink more. <laughs> we should drink more. Cheers. Well, we're almost gone. Well, well, yeah, we I, I think that that's the big thing for me is people are so hell bent on it, it's one way or the other. It's like no, it, it's not. Like why? Why did we eliminate free thought? Why did we? E- even in some of my replies, they just reiterate if you. Support Trump, you can't be punk rock. Like, that was the reply after my whole fucking rant about exactly. I'm like, and my whole reply, very open, very genuine. I'm listening. Nah. Yeah. It's, it's 
good to have conversations and have open minds listen. and listen. Yeah, listen. You know, no reply. Thing the other. <laughs> Instead yeah. of waiting to talk. Exactly. Listen. A lot of ego out there. And we're going to end it with that. How's that? You want to end it? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm ready to talk now. Let's ready to talk? <laughs> okay. Absolutely. That was a good one. Was I think we closed on a good one there. That end was it a, with a jaw jaw? The jaw jaw. A jaw. jaw. I, I was going to say. Jaw jaw. Break, break, break. Jaw jaw. Jaw jaw. 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 Rasta. Jaw. Jaw. Closing on a high note. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do we close with some jokes? Because I feel like I derailed it. I'm sorry. No, that was good. We got uh-huh. politics for a second. Uh-huh. We covered all the bases. I mean, we talked about it. That's how the comedy goes. It goes into politics, and that's kind of an all-encompassing you know, topic. I, I guess my whole point is, guys, listen to each other, love each other, respect each other, and quit canceling each and, other. Oh, you got jokes. Oh, yeah. And you, you got, got jokes? jokes. <laughs> yeah, just, man, com- comedy jokes is sacred. Let, let's, let's quit. Let's enjoy it, guys. Come on. To Let's that, have a good laugh. To that, have a toast. Cheers one more time. Jaw, jaw, breaker. Jaw, jaw, my Can you tell me what's left when everything you can't walk carries on?